Welcome back, fabled listeners, because we don't know if you actually exist. <laughs> but I believe. I believe. I believe in listeners. No, we actually know because they sent us a lot of, of wonderful emails. You, dear listeners, sent us a lot of wonderful emails to streamingthingspod at gmail.com. We've had a, an absolute blast reading them. We uh, appreciate your feedback so much. Mm-hmm. And it was very uh, heartwarming to know that you were wanting us to continue. So this is us continuing. We're back. But it's not Stranger Things. But it is streaming things. Your mind's blown right now. <laughs> uh, the first episode, you know, we just saw uh, Justice League over the weekend. Justice Things. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of business on the future of the show. You know, guys, I'm a huge fan of Justice, but right now I'm all about Just Us. <laughs> Ooh, this is the Just Us League. <laughs> Corny old stew. But I still liked it. Uh, so we're going to take our time and... and and just pick whatever shows and, and films that we want so far. And you can help us kind of form the show as it will be in the future. It started with Stranger Things, but now we're here. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start random films, mostly things that are streaming so that our name makes sense. But every now and then, not. Just things that are in theaters and we felt like talking about. Starting yeah. with one that's not. <laughs> uh, Justice League will be this episode. Hey, you, you'll be able to stream it eventually. We're just yeah. ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, based this on box a, office sales, an, probably soon on VOD. Yeah, this I is an imagine. evergreen episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then we'll be doing some Punisher coverage as well. Nothing as in-depth as what we did with Stranger Things until the passion sparks us. Um, yeah. Who knows where that will go? We plan on maybe doing uh, Dirk Gently in the Holistic Detective Agency. Uh, I know that Peaky Blinders season four is coming soon. I'm a huge fan of Peaky Blinders. Um, Things like that. Black Mirror will be very deep dives. Uh, I would like to do something on Alias Grace on Netflix. Um, And then maybe some old films just from way back that just happen to be streaming right now that you guys can join in with us. Uh, Feel free to write into streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Anything that you want us to break down, deconstruct, analyze, and have a good time talking about, we would probably love to do that as long as we know that we have people that would also like to hear us and join in with that. Um, So, yeah. How are you guys doing? It's been a long time, Stu and Andy. Pretty good, man. Went to Ireland. That was fucking awesome. That's right. Andy probably has a cool anecdote to tell. That way we can um, cut down on bashing Justice League time so we don't alienate our <laughs> DC fans. Uh, we, we're going to start off with a segment I like to call Things We've Been Streaming, which just means, you know, what the fuck we've been doing recently and what we've been watching that we're not going to have a whole episode about. Andy, did you something happen in Ireland you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, so I... Uh, had a Guinness, right? Had a Guinness and some fish and chips. Uh, went went to some tours and stuff. Um, was hanging out in Belfast. Uh, so I uh, was walking around with my buddy who's out there for work, and we uh, stopped by this uh, little pub, and we walked in, and I stopped dead in the doorway, and I said, "That's Kit Harrington at the bar." Um, Kit, Kit Harrington from Game of from Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, Jon Snow himself, the King in the North, was chilling at this uh, pub in Belfast with uh, Liam Cunningham, uh, the guy that plays Sir Davos. Lee and Lee, he was there too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know two, that. Two of them uh, were just standing at the bar uh, with what I assume were bodyguards. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, went outside to smoke at one point. Kit had kind of disappeared. Um, and uh, I went outside to smoke, and I'm standing there uh, by myself out there. kind of rainy. In Ireland, it's always either raining or has just rained or is about to rain. Um, so I'm standing there smoking in this group. Isn't drunk. that everywhere? Yeah, well, it is especially <laughs> so there. there Philosophically was, speaking. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I guess. Carry on. Fair enough. Um, 
Uh, so I'm standing there smoking, and this group of uh, drunk Irish kids walk by, and they all turn towards the pub that I'm standing outside, and they start yelling, the king in the north, the king in the north. And then I turn and look to my right, and there's Kit Harrington standing, leaning against the window, smoking a cigarette. And uh, so, yeah, I meander over nonchalantly, like, hey, man. Uh, Heard you're the king of something. My lord. <laughs> Howdy, my lord. <laughs> So, uh, this weather, huh? It's almost like winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping hints, not directly saying who he is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I stood out there, talked to him for probably like five, six minutes about uh, the CG differences between uh, dire wolves and dragons and like why we're not seeing ghosts as much as opposed to, uh, you know, it's blowing the budget on the dragons. Is he mad that he doesn't get to hang out with ghosts? I don't, didn't get that impression. I think he's just like. I'm making millions of dollars. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't I'm making care what so I do much on money. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was talking about how like uh, the hair of the wolf, like for one scale, would be like a thousand hairs on a dire wolf, and it's so much harder to do the CG and stuff. But yeah, um, Ireland was amazing. That was my first night there. I turned to my buddy. I was like, I might as well just go home. You, you like, peaked. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I'm going to top this. No, did for you, sure. Did you let him know about the lack of things he knew? No, see, I thought about <laughs> saying that, but I didn't want to judge because I don't know shit either. So. <laughs> just in the middle of the conversation. But you famously know nothing. So. I know some things. <laughs> Ask that, girls in caves. That thing with your tongue. <laughs> Steve, have you been up to anything cool? Streaming any things? Or- uh, well, last night I actually streamed something that is mm. solely going to interest me, but I think I actually kind of... wrestling? It is. I uh. kind of want to show you this very specific thing because I feel like I would love to get your guys' like an outside opinion on it. Um, so it's last, fake. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a, a, a pseudo pay-per-view type thing where... So WWE has a... like. Um, like a rookies league where yeah. like guys who aren't on the main show yet and they're kind of relatively new. It's this uh, program called NXT. It doesn't stand for anything. It just sounds like next when you put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they had a match between these two guys, these two guys named Aleister Black and the Velveteen Dream. Oh, oh my God. And the the characters that they play. So Aleister Black is this guy from, I think the Netherlands. And he's like tattooed and he comes out with like this goth music and he's almost like a vampire ninja guy. Kind of like Aquaman, maybe? Um, Just kinda. trying to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Velveteen Dream is essentially if Prince wrestled. Um, <laughs> he's very... The, the guy who plays Velveteen Dream has only been wrestling professionally for three years, so he's very brand new. And this was his kind of like coming out party. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and his character that he plays is very androgynous. Um, and the whole storyline that they've been telling with these two guys is he's the young upstart... Uh, Alistair Black is the like mysterious kind of badass dude and he wants his recognition so it's he keeps coming out and says say my name notice me notice me notice me senpai that's that's essentially what it is and like the whole the whole time he's just trying to like say my name and then he'll like start gyrating and there's like a very sexually charged energy between these two characters it's and when you put that in the context of uh, the world of professional wrestling which has a notorious history of well, no, it has, a, it has a notorious history of being, like, homophobic in a weird way. Huh. Where, like, you know, they don't have... And, you know, years past, the fans were very, like, Whoa, that's gay. Right. Ah, I won't do... I won't see that. I'm boo that guy. Right. But <laughs> last, last night, I think it really shows, like, how far culture has come. Because these people were, like, 
yeah, Velveteen Dream. Say his name, damn it. Say, notice him. Right. And it was this weird thing where he comes Suck out. That cock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Velveteen Dream came out with these like skin tights that like once his one pant leg had his face on it and his other leg had the other guy's face on it and they met in the middle where his crotch was. Jesus. And it was this amazing story that these guys put on this like physical story performance in the ring and then finally at the end the guy's like your name's Velveteen Dream and he's like yeah he got it and it was just this really fun really interesting thing that just seems fresh and new and exciting and it's hard to to get that in the world of uh, wrestling and that's why I really enjoyed it and I would love to show you guys it sometime Hmm. or at least highlights of it I'm excited (laughs) to see that does your wife watch wrestling? Not at all. Really? Not I would have thought all. that she did. No, no, she can't stand it. Huh. She she thinks it's super boring. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like her Kardashian thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you while she's doing that, you just watch WWE and well, respective rooms. Mm, yeah. I, I usually watch my own Metaphorically. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about you, Chris? Uh I streamed a, a, a few things. Uh I don't typically play video games, uh, but I did buy World War Two, the Call of Duty game. Uh just want to say real quick, not a very good game. And since I only play <laughs> one video game a year, I'm very disappointed. The last video game I played, my, my 2016 game, was Battlefield 1, the World War One game, <laughs> uh, which just shits all over the new Call of Duty, uh, just graphically and, and just the envir- the destructive environments. It's just so detailed and wonderful and, and hard to play that once you... That was the last game I played, so picking up Call of Duty, I'm just like, everything's all fuzzy and you can't climb things anymore and it's, it's like the shitty like it's like the the game i was playing didn't finish loading is what i feel like playing it um and there's a bunch of bugs and stuff so i should have picked a different game for 2017 for sure uh so maybe next year you know i'll pick a good one uh but i also watched last night the new documentary on netflix the jim and andy documentary oh how was that which jim carrey uh his portrayal of andy kaufman on man on the moon and oh. that whole journey it was extremely interesting. I wish we could do a whole episode about it, and we might. Um, honestly, the two filmmaking documentaries that I've seen this year are some of the best films I've seen all year, period. Uh, the first being the HBO Spielberg documentary, mm-hmm. which was just awesome. Tons yeah, of fun. amazing. It's like that. I mean, I love Jim Carrey, and in his latter years, he's become some kind of like spiritual guru, almost. And people think he's lost his mind, but I really feel like He's just at a place where he gives no fucks and he's very happy and he kind of enjoys fucking with people a little bit too, (laughs) much like Andy Kaufman did. But I had no idea the background of this documentary. So just real quick, I mean, I definitely recommend everybody watch it if you're into filmmaking at all and a fan of Jim Carrey's. Um, Apparently to shoot B-roll for this film, they actually had like an entire documentarian crew uh, because, you know, for electronic electronic press kits for any film they often have people doing b-roll and stuff in case they need to send that to festivals or distributors and jim carrey's always very uncomfortable with that so for this film where he was going way out there he actually had uh, andy kaufman's actual ex-girlfriend lynn was the documentarian and hmm. um his ex-partner bob zamuda working on that as well so he had like insider andy kaufman people doing the documenting and so he was much more comfortable with that but so there was like hours and hours and hours and hours of footage that has been kept in his vault ever since about this film. And apparently Universal said that he was not allowed to release it at the time that Man on the Moon was released because it made Jim Carrey look like an asshole. And that, that thought that would ruin the film. 
um, huh. is what I understood from the documentary, which is very true because Jim Carrey is always known to be like such a sweet guy. But he got so deep into his Kaufman character that he made it a nightmare for the cast and crew. Like he would not come out of character. Huh. And if you know anything about Andy Kaufman, he was just yeah. a very much a button pusher. Uh, and then the Tony Clifton alter ego of Andy Kaufman where the guy with all the makeup and the mustache. And you're like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> nice tits. Like, so he would do that for like weeks on end. Like the driver would pick him up. You know what I mean? He'd be like. Uh, pick me up in this shit bag and hey Jim who the fuck's Jim you know what I mean like you just do that unceasingly uh, I don't know I just felt it was it was brilliant I, I really it, I think Jim Carrey is an un you know hasn't been lauded as the genius that he is yet um, and he talks about uh, Eternal Sunshine a lot with Michelle Gondry and um, some interesting tidbits on that like apparently when Michelle Gondry cast him, cast him uh, Jim Carrey was actually heartbroken for something in actuality in his life and, you know, he's like this, you know, filmmaker. And, uh, he's like, oh, you are so heartbroken. I love it. Mm, please do not get well. <laughs> Jesus, and Jim Carrey's like, Christ. that's how fucked up this business is. We weren't going to shoot for a year. And he's asking me to please not get well. Uh, I don't know. Just a lot of fascinating behind the scenes stuff. And if you're a filmmaking fan at all, I think you should definitely check that out. So I watched that. That's Jim and Andy currently streaming on Netflix. So, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, definitely. But this episode. We're talking about Justice League, the new wonderful installment of the DCEU. I believe the fifth film that takes Avengers place. Avengers Assemble. Right. Oh, wrong <laughs> one. No, no, no. Yeah. Disassemble. <laughs> no, go back. Go back. Justice League, some assembly required, which should be the subtitle of this film, I feel like. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. I just made it up. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fifth film in the DCEU, which is. is it really? I think so. Because wow. you got uh, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel. Uh, BVS and there's another a Wonder Woman so yeah Yeah. fifth one Uh, by the way Thor Ragnarok is I believe the 17th Marvel Universe film I still need to see Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen it either. I want to see it so I bad. can't believe we picked fucking Justice League. I was those two. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, a little bit of background. I had to watch it because a buddy of mine, uh, it was his 30th, 30th birthday, uh-huh. and he's a huge. You know, he just loves comics in general, but he's a huge DC comic. I fan. know we would have done this was, Friday, but Steve was like, yeah. "I got to see it with my buddy for I, his birthday." Yeah, so I, we I, kicked I, Steve out for two days <laughs> and then realized we're nothing without him. But like, we went we went to the theater, and I just had this moment where I'm standing in the movie theater, wait, because I got there early, so mm-hmm. I'm waiting for everybody else. So I'm just standing in the theater, and I'm looking around, like. God damn it, I'm seeing Justice League before Thor Ragnarok. I'm so pissed off right now. I did. Uh. You at least had a good friend reason. I just, it was an accident. So let's start off with some overall thoughts and then we'll move into a spoilery streaming things-esque commentary. Deep commentary. As deep as we can possibly get with Justice League at least. Uh, Stu, let's start with you, bud. What was your initial thoughts overall? No spoilers on Uh, Justice League. No no spoilers. My overall thoughts is this movie is a mess. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, every single movie that the DC universe puts out seems to be a reaction to the last movie. Mm-hmm. And this this one was like a culmination of all that reaction. So they don't have a vision that they stick to. It's just a constant like, well, what do they think about Suicide Squad? Ah, make it funnier. Ah, what do they think about Wonder Woman? Make it more wholesome. What do they think about Batman vs. Superman? Ah, it's too damn long. Make it 
short for some reason, even though this one probably should be longer than any of them. Right. Uh, and it's just like. I love how they all have like a early 20th century newspaper sales. Will you be running for mayor? <laughs> what will you do about Capone running the streets in Chicago? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a total mess. I mean, even though the film itself overall is a mess, I think the most um, disappointing part of the movie is that it gets in its own way because there's a lot of things in going on in the movie that do work. Like, I really love very specific aspects of the movie that I think just crush it. Uh, specifically, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, make Aquaman great again yeah. was his campaign. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. MAGA, that's a MAGA I can get behind. Um, and like, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's you know, usually great. I think she's not that great in this movie, but uh, her movie was awesome. But um, yeah, it, it, so it gets in the way of itself where it's like keeps focusing on these things that it shouldn't be. And I don't know, it's just weird. We'll get into more detail when we get into the spoiler section. But um, Andy, what are your thoughts? Um, I liked it more than I expected to. To be honest, I had no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever. And then we're like, okay, let's do an episode about it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to see it now. Otherwise, it totally would have been like, uh, wait till it's on Netflix, watch it for free thing. So, yeah, um, I, I really, I liked it more than I expected to. Um, I had no intention of seeing it whatsoever. Um, and so we decided to do an episode about it. Um, I have uh, only just watched Wonder Woman on the plane uh, back from Ireland. So I caught up in time to be able to, for this to make sense because they reference it a lot. Um, I, I feel like um, it probably was made about three movies too early. Like I loved Ezra Miller's Flash and I th would absolutely be down to go see that movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I really like the TV show and I think Grant Gustin is a great Flash. Um, and I, so going into this, I was like, eh, I don't know if Ezra Miller can really uh, top that. And he so totally did. Yeah. Uh, he had all the best lines, all the best moments. Uh, it was really cool. Um, I feel like uh, it didn't have the stakes that I expected it to um, as far as like its villain and um, what they are uniting over like the formation of the Justice League, you would think it would uh, be over something that is more uh, paramount, more important than what we are ultimately given in this film. Um, I agree that it's a uh, little tonally all over the place. And I think that uh, the uh, changing of directors three quarters of the way through the film kind of shows in that regard. Um, it is kind of an ugly movie, like visually. Yes, yes. There's just not a lot that I'm watching that I'm like, hey, that, you know, that looks really cool. Um, having just seen uh, Blade Runner 2049 a couple of weeks ago, like that's one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Just visually, like any one of those stills I would put on my wall. Like it's fucking beautiful. This movie, I'm just sitting there like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm enjoying like parts of uh, character development that I didn't expect to, but like it is just Zack Snyder should not have done this movie. Like he, he has a, a specific style that I don't think suits this, uh, material whatsoever um but overall i like i said i liked it more than i thought i would so yeah what about you man um just a little background on me i, I people think that i'm a huge dc nerd because i have batman universe things tattooed all over my body um i'm not I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a poser. Uh, You're a huge Batman I'm fan? I'm a huge Batman fan. Okay. Uh, Batman has always spoken to me because he is human. Chris. 
Like literally, yes. <laughs> He's like, where's the trigger? And I'm like, I don't know voice in my head, Batman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same time next week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, he's always, uh, the character is always uh, metaphorically spoken to me because he's human, you know, and I hate Superman uh, because he's the opposite of that. Like, there is no stakes for me. Uh, he's just invincible. He can do everything. So it's almost like all I would need is a few billion dollars in like a lifetime of martial arts training and I could be Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it actually might be easier just to get powers from a spider or something. But still, I've always liked Batman for that reason. Also, my parents are dead. So maybe there's that. But they're all all their parents are dead. Right. There's no like happy home superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting off track. This movie is fine. You know, it's yeah. it's fine. I, I didn't uh, check my phone a whole lot or um, which I hate doing in theaters or, or walk out or leave angry, which sounds like very low. I had very low expectations. <laughs> um, I was entertained. Uh, full disclosure, I fucking loved Wonder Woman. Uh, I really did. The movie? The one. Yes. The the movie directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, that's one of my favorite movies of the year. For whatever reason, I was uh, moved to tears at random moments throughout that film. And so I was in for this character, a huge fan of Jason Momoa. And I liked the trailers a lot, you know, Ezra Miller uh, in particular. So I was fairly excited, but very low hopes. I feel like the older I get, the more I hate Ben Affleck. (laughs) <laughs> I think the older he gets, the more you hate Ben Affleck. I don't know what it is. I, I feel was, like I'm on an opposite trajectory. The older I get, the more I like Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. I, well, I don't I, like him in this movie, but overall. I was a huge fan of his back when I was a kid. I was a huge uh, View Askew fan, and he'd gotten his roots with Kevin Smith. Um, Ooh. I, I was a huge... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you said Kevin Smith, and my brain interpreted that as Kevin Spacey. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, 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 he no. don't want his roots there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Uh, nice guy. Uh, and, and Harvey Weinstein, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love Goodwill Hunting. You want to be a star. Uh, uh, but he's just like, something's <laughs> grimy about Ben Affleck. And I find yeah. kind of see him more like, not quite a Weinstein, but, you know, maybe a Spacey. Like, that's how I see Affleck at best. Just like a, you know, a pretty creepy dude for some reason. Just smarmy. He's just like smarmy. There is a smarminess to him, yeah. Uh, so I don't like him as my Batman. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I think he's maybe like the most comic booky Batman ever at the same time. Does that make any sense? I guess I could see that. This whole movie, I thought, just hit the nail on the head. And I'm going to not only piss off DC hardcore fans, but just totally accidentally shit all over comics in general. <laughs> but I feel like there is a certain level of camp and short shrifted storytelling that is inherent in the medium being sure. as they are like you could take a shit and read any given comic book right mm-hmm. and this movie kind of hit that on the head like the jokes are cute they're corny as fuck and out of character but it's almost like everybody knows and that's okay I don't know I, it was an entertaining movie I would never I will never watch Justice League again but I'm not sad that I you know, I saw a matinee, so I'm like, it's nine bucks. <laughs> I had a very good time. <laughs> Whatever. It was still daylight when he came out of theater. So the yeah, just it wasn't like, what did I just do with my life? <laughs> but I agree. I don't think Zack Snyder should have directed it. I, I, and I like Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah, should go do other Snydery things. Yeah, I want Zack Snyder to do different things than yeah. comic books. Because I, I actually used to be... You know, 10 years ago, I would have said Zack Snyder's one of my favorite directors sure. ever. Yeah, like Watchmen, Sucker Punch, those movies fucking rock. 300. 300, yeah. Um, 
Because he's just got a he's got Which a very acute all comic books. Maybe I know. All, so. I know. Uh, Guardians of Gahul, <laughs> <laughs> which actually is pretty dope. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I've pretty, never seen dope. that. Um, but he's got such a acute visual style, and even Batman versus Superman visually is a great movie. I mean, maybe not the last. The color hour palette, of it. maybe not, but sure. But like the way he can, like the things he captures in the frame, I think he has a good eye for framing, mm-hmm. and he's very—he has a really good eye when it comes to that. But he's not the best when it comes to. Like, I don't want to see shit blow up. Let's get there. Right. He's, he's kind of like a Michael Bay. If Michael Bay was better at making everyday things look cool and not just explosions. Right. <laughs> I think you lose a lot with these films because there's no grounding. And, and Joss Whedon uh, was brought in because I, I had read. So Zack Snyder was stepping down regardless. And then his daughter committed suicide. No, they his daughter committed suicide. His wife, who's all his wife is also his producers, his producer, uh-huh. um, his wife. Right. And he thought that they would continue working on the film to kind of work through their grief. Yeah, but they were going to work with Joss at yeah, first. And, but two months into that idea that they had, they're like, no, we can't do this. this they stepped much. away. Yeah. Right. Which, it's, yeah. Go, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Sure. It's awful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of Joss Whedon coming on, I think it, I don't know. And this movie has 11 writers credited to it. <laughs> Jesus. And you can see that, yeah. you know, they just need to scale it down. And what I was starting to say is that he doesn't do well with character moments and making a grounded and human story out of these giant goings on, which Joss is typically better at. I wouldn't give him as much credit as I think a lot of people do. I think the Marvel movies are great. They're fun entertainment, but they're few and far between like powerful emotional resonance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are moments for sure. There's a couple in Civil War I think Winter Soldier does a lot of that. Those um, movies are more like consistent. Yes. Like, they're always consistent with like they have a goal, they achieve it, but they may not be ex- exemplary, um, right. but they, they achieve their goal and it's consistent throughout each movie where they have like, you can tell this is in the share, a shared universe. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's to their detriment that they have so much um, brand. You know what I mean? Like when branding is such a concern and I know it's a huge franchise that's, it has to make them a lot of money because it costs so much, but Ironically, that's what's destroying it. Like this 11 writers and then endless reshoots and uh, being so careful with the brand is what's ruining it. When you have movies like, uh, you know, Logan's, you know, with Mangold and anytime you let an auteur do something, even Ragnarok, which I haven't seen, but I've heard great things about what Taika Waititi has done with that. Mm -hmm. Just let an actual somebody with a vision complete that vision, you know, with like one or two writers and see what can happen. And this endless meddling, just there's the seams all over this movie uh, to the point where it's almost incoherent. Yeah, wasn't um, the first draft of this movie completed in 2007? Something like that. Really? I mean, it's yeah, leaking online that. now. Like Zack Snyder's original script is, is readable um, and you can see exactly how much that Joss Whedon actually did. Um, and he's not credited as a director, but apparently he did a bunch more than that. So. Well, he did the reshoots for sure, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. So a few things I want to talk about. Uh, let's just go ahead and move into spoilers in case some random thing pops up. So starting now, if you have not seen Justice League, go away. You are entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. All right, you're back. You're still here. You've all seen it. That's wonderful. No bitching about spoilers. Um, Superman's Luke in is it. his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's in it. We all knew that. I don't know why. That's technically a spoiler, but I mean, like, fuck, yeah, he's in the... It's he's like the like, worst kept secret ever. Yeah. His lip, oh my God. 
Can we talk about the lip? Yeah, there were a couple the of times. Yeah. How uh, did, did you, you not notice? notice? Oh my God, you didn't hear about this? No. Superman's face is almost CG and it's awful. Oh, the, the, the mustache. The man. mustache. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it was so, and I couldn't remember the mustache thing because he was like mm-hmm. doing uh, The Man from Uncle 2 or something. Um, no, uh, The New Mission Impossible. Okay. But he had a mustache, and yes. then he had to go back for reshoots. Yes. But he couldn't shave the mustache. Exactly. So they had to CG out the oh stash. God, I wish they would have kept it. They did it so bad. <laughs> it like, would have been so funny if like Superman just has a mustache in this movie. <laughs> and like every tenth shot. <laughs> every time he appears, like one of the other characters has to comment like, so you're growing your mustache. It's <laughs> a brave, brave move there, Superman. I thought you wanted the people to like you, but. <laughs> I wanted to ask Lois if she wanted a mustache. Mustache ride, <laughs> so I had to grow this. Uh, All aboard, Mikey Newman uh, on Twitter, the guy from Movies with Mikey that wrote Borderlands. Um, he said, "Why didn't you just give everyone else mustaches? <laughs> it would have been awesome." Have you seen that movie? <laughs> it would have been. That been a way better solution. There's a poster where you've seen it. I'm sure where like everybody's like stacked up. It's almost like a Queen album with yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they all have fake mustaches, and it says, "You can't stash the world alone." It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Even Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. great. Hell yeah. Uh, but I, I had forgotten the mustache thing, even though they talked about it like six months ago. And so as soon as the movie opens with that fucking iPhone video of Superman. Yeah. I was like, his, CG, his face, what the fuck? And it was like <laughs> Uncanny Valley, but like the ass crack of the Uncanny Valley. Just like, ugh. And I didn't know why. I was like, did Henry Cavill die? <laughs> you know, and like my head is just, I'm like, is this a Tarkin situation I didn't know about? It's so They're bad. They're sky-captaining him. <laughs> they made Tarkin look amazing with Henry's lip. Holy shit. So right off the bat, I'm like laughing at the movie. Like, okay. Uh, and then that smile was so creepy because it's like a CG smile. And he's yeah. like... Child molester Superman looking like, hmm. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Yeah, that's how he talks. I'll tell you my favorite part of Earth. <laughs> Come to my fortress of solitude. Popsicles. <laughs> anyway, so On yeah. a hot, sweaty day. I've also heard a lot about, and I definitely noticed it, uh, it I'm just picking random things out. Andy actually has super detailed notes of the goings-on of this film. I'll let him pick and choose what oh, we should okay. talk about. Uh, you did a lot of great work there, sir. Thank you. I, I don't want it to go to waste, but... Um, uh, Gal Gadot's ass shots. Did anyone there were notice a couple the upskirts? Chauvinist uh, Zack Snyder camera there. Did you notice that, Steve? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw. I uh, saw actual cheek. Yes, I saw actual cheek as well. It was like the camera was underneath something they were stepping off of, and yeah. I was like, "Up, oh, yep, I saw that." <laughs> <laughs> Which happened zero times with Patty Jenkins in control, right? Um, Same I saw outfit. A lot of people complaining online about like, look at the difference between the people um, from Wonder Woman's home. Look at the Amazon's outfits, and I like, disagree with that. And but. they're like, you know, all the midriff showing in mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder version versus you know they actually have actual armor in the Patty Jenkins one. I didn't see any midriff. When we were showing the Amazons, but I, I'm I, assuming I it was there. There were, uh, I know specifically in like the actual tomb where the mother box had been kept, uh, the the women guarding that, the Amazonians guarding that had the midriff one. And apparently it's like their training outfits as well, hmm. which were actually in the Wonder Woman movie. So Joanna Robinson uh, on Twitter was, was lampooning this uh, treatment a lot and a lot of people were attacking her, pointing at 300 and the men's outfits in that movie. 
but also that the the training outfits of the Amazonians were the same amount of skin showing in the Wonder Woman film itself. But uh, you can see the male gaze in this sure. film versus the Wonder Woman film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, specifically when the Justice League gets off one of Bruce Wayne's airplanes and Wonder Woman is awaiting them. She's in these tight red leather pants and 60% of the frame is Gal Gadot's wonderful ass and then like them exiting the airplane, which I'm no complainer of Gal Gadot, you know what I mean? Right. And showing her butt. But I do understand that it's whatever the word is. It's wrong-ish. You know what yeah. I mean? It's fucking sexist. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> that is the word. There we go. We got, we got it. Oh my God. It's some dude like, what's that word? <laughs> What's that word? Bitches don't be liking. Ah, oh, sexist. Don't be sexist. Bitches hate that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we need a female on this show desperately. I Hannah. I know. Hannah. We're taking applications, <laughs> listeners. Um, any hoozle. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I can't say anymore. I guess that's just one thing. What do you guys think of the outfits in general? I said the outfits. The outfits. Um, dude, I fucking hated. Um, Cyborg. No, not cyborg. Uh, I thought that his CG was a little weak. Um, it looked like a, it's a uh, mess, a piece of a human face yeah. with a whole lot of green the guy's screen got going it. Ray on. Fisher has to act with like sixty percent of his face, and that's it. Yeah, right. Um, I hated the Flash's costume when I first saw it. Really, and when we got the glimpse of it at um, in Batman v Superman, um, and, and I think it's oh, that's just true by virtue of uh, watching Flash the TV show, and uh, we get like a very classic Barry Allen Flash in that, mm. not like old school Barry Allen or whatever, um, or Jay. What was oh what was it? Jay Gruden? Oh, um, Jay something. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, you're right. It is Jay something. I can't remember. Uh, Jay, Jay Garrick. Garrick. Jay Garrick. Hoover? There it is. Oh, okay. um, so it's not like Flash with like the metal <laughs> helmet, but it is like a classic modern Flash. Whereas this one is like a Flashpoint Flash that's like all futuristic and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I hated it when I first saw it. I, you know, that kind of like yeah. I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt, and I loved Ezra what Ezra Miller did with it. Um, I love the effects that they have where he kind of there's electricity going off of him anytime he uses his power. I think that's a super neat effect. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if you could really say that Aquaman had an outfit. He did when he came back from Atlantis with the trident. He had like that fish scale. And how clunky was that, dude? I'm going to need something from you. Yeah. I've never been here before. Oh, my mom sucks. (laughs) I I, I better go. But first, I'm going to need this trident that I know about. Can I use the fork? <laughs> Amber Heard, give me that. <laughs> That's all they say. I actually liked him the least in this. And, um, what? I'm actually kind like when the uh, New 52 dropped, um, I read some Aquaman, like when they actually kind of made him cool in the mm-hmm. comics. And I was like, okay, sweet. Yeah, I can actually sort of get I behind this. Aquaman. So you, you're more of an Aquaman fan and not an Aqua Bro guy? <laughs> um, I just, it didn't, his lines weren't funny. He wasn't like particularly, they didn't. They had him in water for all of like fucking 10 minutes, if that. And so we didn't, he didn't for actually used any powers and we never got the uh, impression that his trident did anything other than what every other trident in the world would do. So I never really felt like they utilized him. Um, I would agree with that. The only scene that I really liked him in was when he inadvertently sat on the lasso and like started opening up. Like, so we don't know if this guy's a traitor. You're pretty cool. You're so fucking hot. And like, I'm just kind of scared guys. And eventually Bruce like, Oh, you're kind of sitting on things. Am I the only one? I didn't, I right away. I didn't understand the joke. 
because he 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 like digs down and pulls out the lasso, but you only see like a tiny sliver of it at the bottom. And for a second, I was like, "The fuck is that? Am I supposed to know what that is?" And then after a solid ten seconds, it pans to Wonder Woman, who kind of goes like, mm. "Is like, that oh, cri- is I- that Kryptonian spaghetti?" Yeah, that's right. I, I, I legitimately was I like, "What it. is that awful effect that he's holding?" <laughs> <laughs> I got it because I'm not stupid, but uh, <laughs> he he did get to stop the water in the tunnel. That Which was, was cool. kind of neat, except ineffectively. Was that with his trident? Was that yes, the trident's power? Yes, it was. I don't know if that was the trident's power, but he definitely used it. Yeah. He was like, Wacha! When he was in Atlantis, he did the weird bubble thing to talk to Amber Heard. And so I felt like he had some sort of control of the water. He very well should. By, by virtue of being from I think Atlantis. he does, because when uh, uh, Bruce Wayne talks to him like the third or fourth time, where he's like, do you talk to fish? He makes the fish joke a lot. He, he says, like, I talk to the water. So it, I, it seems like he has control over water. Like more Moana than, style. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which Moana is a way better Aquaman movie, by the what way. What can I say? <laughs> I love Jason Momoa because he's Jason fucking Momoa. Right. And I think I speak for all of our listeners, Andy, when I say, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jason Momoa. I love his portrayal as Aquaman. But I agree with Andy that he's given the worst material and no. storyline to work with mm-hmm. here. But I still like him a lot. I mean, Andy hit the nail on the head with the, the fundamental flaw of this movie is not Zack Snyder or any kind of or even the 11 writers. It's that it's the rushed quality of the entire DCEU. Yeah, we have no involvement in each of these characters individually, except mm-hmm. Batman, because everyone loves him from all of the other good movies. Nothing to do with Ben Affleck, but the good right. movies, and then Wonder Woman because that movie was great. And, and the rest is just—I I mean, I'll give you a bone with Superman, but I mean, they're not well reviewed. Any of his? Oh no, but at least there's two movies. Some of story, him. Yeah. sure. Uh, but like, there's no like, let's get them all together. I'm excited nowness to it. It's just yeah. like, oh, they're already together. I don't know who. Who's the Who's the black guy, the robot guy? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? You know? Uh, yeah. I specifically remember when the first Avengers came out, like everyone was like, oh my God, you could see Thor and Iron Man. Yeah. And they're going to be all the same. Oh, that's going to be so cool. And this movie was like, oh, that's coming out now. Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't do any of the foundational work. Uh, imagine if we had, you know, we were two Flash movies in and three Wonder Woman movies in and like at least one Cyborg movie and one Aquaman movie and like right. three standalone Batman movies. And then. We got to meet, have them all meet, you know, in the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Uh, everybody be like, Fuck, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and like, so essentially we had to, they had to endear us with the, these characters with like 10 minutes of exposition each. Yeah. And that was all we got. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I love Cyborg. I, I, I was going to say a, that's kind of controversial, I think, too. But I think Ray Fisher did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. He was like this haunted Frankenstein. It was fucking awesome. And like he very much was like, I mean, his name's fucking Victor. You know, mm. the parallels with Frankenstein are pretty obvious. I think. Oh, no, I didn't um, cut that. I didn't know his name was Ego. Victor. <laughs> Ego throwback. Um, so, yeah, he, he's <laughs> nice. like very much this half self-aware, half um artificial intelligence like haunted being and I love that about him I think that if we had another movie where we understood the rules of who he is what he does I think it would have been less confusing like when his suit automatically starts shooting at Superman and stuff yeah like they just needed some way to start this awesome fight so Steppenwolf could show up and uh, take the box and take <laughs> off got the box now <laughs> and he just runs up like a like a 1930s cartoon character <laughs> and like snatches the box and runs you fools. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Steppenwolf. <laughs> he just says that like a Pokemon. <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> so the the odds were against them from the beginning. They're basically like the people in charge of the DCEU are like, guys, the Avengers was like five years ago. We got to catch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're skipping these movies and and trying to just cat, you know, play catch up. Um, so with what they had, what their job was, they did okay with it. I think that the biggest flaw that the movie had um, was the lack of stakes. And that's what I was alluding before in the spoiler free section. Who the fuck is Steppenwolf? (laughs) The worst villain of all time. The worst CGI of all time. The decision (laughs) to to make CG an entirety of the villains. It's just, I don't understand. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Steppenwolf is awful looking. Why didn't they do like a... I don't know why they didn't use the actual actor. And then yeah. the, the parademons are stupid. I'll just say it. That those They're things are fucking super dumb. Stupid. Those are so stupid. Fucking mosquitoes? I hate those things. <laughs> and we saw them briefly in the uh, haunted vision in Batman v mm-hmm. Superman where yeah. he's like wearing the cool trench coat and stuff. And that looked kind of cool. Yeah. But what the fuck happened in the last two and a half years? They could have saved $30 million and used humans and made it so much more compelling. At least like a Ronin from Guardians 1. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like just let the actor be in there somewhere. Right. That could have easily done that with some prosthetics and stuff instead of CG. It's just, I just don't understand. Because you're looking at Steppenwolf and he's not that alien looking. No. He's just yeah. a, a tall guy. With a fucking Viking helmet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Put a she, helmet on him. What's, what's her name in Thor Ragnarok? Kate Blanchett wears yeah. a giant fucking helmet. Yeah. Why, if Kate Blanchett could wear a giant fucking helmet, why can't Dick Sarus or whatever his name is? Siren <laughs> something. Siren Hines. Siren Hines. Yeah. Oh, Heine. That's what does, I called him in he, high school. I don't know what he looks like. In person, does he look like less um, CG? Yeah, but does he kind of basically have that face? He has a face for sure. He has a face. <laughs> he was um, Mance Raider, right? In uh, Game of Thrones, don't know. Oh, that's him. Yeah, they could have so. just had that. That guy's got a very villainy face. He looks cool, right? He can look like I a, wouldn't say cool. Like I want to go I mean, skateboarding if, with but him. But if you give him like a like a crazy like gothic like Nordic warrior outfit, he could look and give him a big axe. I could believe him swinging yes. that shit and killing people. I agree. He could have just been a Viking warrior. Yeah, uh, there's absolutely... And change the name. Just call him something other than fucking Steppenwolf. Every time I hear Steppenwolf, I think Stepfather. <laughs> like I think of the, the 70s band. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, yeah Magic Carpet Ride all the way. <laughs> I, I wanted so badly for them to use that fucking song. And it just they, they were like the monkeys from Wizard of Oz to me is what it felt like. Oh, just like very yes. much so. Mm-hmm. What's the soundtrack to that <laughs> part? <laughs> yeah, like, oh no, here they come. Uh, and then that whole fear thing, I feel like, was added where they they eat on fear or some shit, like the, mm-hmm. the it monster, like Pennywise. Yeah. So that Steppenwolf could be killed-ish without Superman snapping his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is totally what, like, old school superhero movie trope where, like, Batman tries to save the Joker kind of thing. Sure. Um, so they had to have Steppenwolf. 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 <laughs> That's his Russian name because they're in Russia. I'm trying to stick to it, Steve. Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf. Uh, he was, you know, the master of his own demise there. Mm. Um, Did you guys ever see the animated film We're Back? No. Uh, no. With uh, the cartoon dinosaurs in New York City? 
I saw Land Before Time. The bad guy in We're Back is this old dude who's got like a glass eye and he's like, ah, kids are, you're scared of the kids. And uh, he, he ends up being eaten by his crows because he gets scared. And so the crows eat him and they only leave his eye. And as soon as they started eating him, I'm like, so it's, it's like the guy from We're Back. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone else remembers that movie. reference. <laughs> Pretty fucking exact though. I, I think one of the writers has seen We're Back. For one of sure. the 11 writers is actually uh, one of the writers from We're Back. So. That would be pretty funny. Um, There's a lot of people who've done a lot of deep dives into specifically picking apart what they think Whedon added to the Snyder movie that existed. I think it was almost um, every line that the Flash has, and I think yeah, yeah that's true. The Flash, I think they overdid. I like Ezra Miller a lot, Ezra Miller, 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 a High Life uh, a lot, but I think they overdid it. Um, I was listening to another podcast about Justice League earlier, and they were talking about how smart Barry Allen is supposed to be. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't have that background with the Flash's character, but stupid jokes like. Uh, what you is know, brunch? The Russian word for goodbye, and then him saying Dostoevsky. They're like, Barry Allen would have known that. You know, like, right. that's a stupid I, going I, too farness. I thought it was really weird that, you know, they played this whole thing where it's like, Barry, you gotta get a real job. Gotta get a real job, Barry. And then he just shows up at the end and he's like, I'm I'm in the police force now, which if if you know Barry Allen, he's a forensics analyst, is mm-hmm. what he is. Yep. Uh, in his off time. Um so it was just kind of weird that they didn't set up that he is into that. Right, They're just like, yeah. yeah, you're working a lot of jobs. You can get a real one. Oh, I went and became a forensic analyst. Well, they kind of did. <laughs> he was in college for criminal justice or something, I thought. Like, it was... Oh, even still, that that it's just like a such bit. a throwaway thing that I don't think they really hit on. And also, Billy Crudup does not look like he could be Ezra Miller's dad. No. I mean, I know he's older. Yeah. I know in real life he's like... He's a golden god. He's a, he's a golden man, but... <laughs> Uh, when you when you and again you probably shouldn't be comparing this, but when you compare like the guy the actor they have to be Barry's dad in the CW show, mm-hmm. that guy looks like a dad. His rapport with that Barry Allen <laughs> is like daddy. very much a dad right. rapport, and I didn't get that from those two. That, that, I think that's what drives me crazy about the DCEU more than anything else is the sheer talent that they have to work with their stunt casting that they <laughs> fuck up on every level like Jeremy Irons like what the fuck is he doing in this movie yeah I mean he's a wonderful Alfred he's a wonderful actor but I just hate it for some inexplicable reason J.K. Simmons I, I feel like he's Jeremy like Irons 10 years older than fucking Bruce Wayne it's bizarre <laughs> yeah. like and I, I feel like he he was probably like look it's been a while since Die Hard 3 I need another check type movie <laughs> okay Alfred that's fine like and release Amy Adams to go win more you know win Oscars and stuff where she belongs well that's the thing is a lot of these I feel like the they have really great actors you're right mm. but none of them fit these roles right. so at mm-hmm. least to me like Jeremy Irons I love him I don't see him as Alfred I love Lawrence Fishburne I don't see him as whoever the guy he plays in Daily Planet I love J.K. Simmons I don't see him as fucking get J.K. Simmons out of Amy there Amy Adams yeah. is the worst like she is a great actor I don't believe her as Lois Lane. She was I, super phoning it in at this yeah. movie too. Like she's just got this glazed expression. Like Clark, oh my god, <laughs> you're back. Hold on, hold on. Denis Villeneuve's calling. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'm on this fucking Superman movie. 
just one second. <laughs> anyway, action. Um, you know, like it's, and it's, I'm not in. She's not in. Nobody's in. I liked her in Man of Steel. I Kevin Costner. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, Kevin Costner. <laughs> you should be in Waterworld 2. Can we get a Waterworld 2? <laughs> Nobody? I hope Dry so. Dry land is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> that, could be one, that could be Aquaman's uh, single movie. <laughs> Aquaman, the Waterworld. <laughs> With Ken, Kevin Costner's in that one, too, is a completely oh, for different sure. character. <laughs> uh, do we even need to bother talking about the stingers? Uh, I it, the uh, Deathstroke suit looked fucking rad. Deathstroke looked great. Um, the suit looked and, really cool. I don't know about the actor, but um, I wish they had the actor from. And Arrow. I heard, I heard yeah, Joanna I Robinson awesome. from Vanity Fair say that she was actually a big fan of of uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex, mm. uh, which is probably a hot take. And I kind I, of agree. I, I mean, it, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't hate it as yeah, much as everyone else yeah, seems yeah. to be so against it. Did anyone it's else, definitely different, but I don't think it's bad. Did yeah, you watch Lois and Clark, Mm-mm. the Superman TV show oh, with God, Dean Cain? No. no, I did. I not. did a lot as I a remember kid. It though I was a huge USA guy for some reason. When I was like ten. I don't know why <laughs> I thought of that Dean out of nowhere. Kane? Is that Dean Cain? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Uh, and then we get a Superman Flash race, which is like a throwback to episode or issue one ninety nine. I think, um, you know, old comic book trope where Superman and the Flash race a lot. and Which there's no contest. The Flash is so much faster than Superman. It's insane. Uh, barring Superman 3, I think, where he flies backwards the... and spun the world backwards to fix time. Yeah. Flash can run so fast, he goes back in time. Superman's as fast or maybe a little bit faster than a bullet. There's no contest whatsoever. <laughs> no, an indefinite amount faster than a bullet. He, we established that We earlier. only know that he's he's definitely faster than a speeding it's bullet. It's like he can leap <laughs> tall buildings in a single bound, but we don't he know can the also specific height. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so because he flies. And the Flash can run so fast that he uh, has a punch that's called like the Atom Star or something. He, he punches with the force of gravity of essentially a black hole. Like he is the most overpowered character, and I ha- I kept thinking that like while I'm watching this, like when he has this speedy moment. I mentioned this before, and he just taps uh, Wonder Woman's sword to her. Yeah, he could so easily take that sword and cut fucking Steppenwolf into eighty thousand pieces and go have brunch, find out what brunch is about, <laughs> come back, and then fucking like be like, hey guys, I, I, everything's done. I saved the world. Let's go. You know, and that's it. It's, okay, so I do like how they played up that he's the youngest member of the team and he's the most inexperienced and he's he gets, like he keeps tripping and he's kind of learning still how to use his powers and he's like autistic or something <laughs> they no, do kind I'm of not being put funny. him on the spectrum <laughs> yeah sure. he's like I don't understand social things is what he says a lot I right know. like I just took that as he's just a socially awkward nerd I mean because I've done similar to things like that where you're just like uh, okay okay bye and like if I had the speed force, I would like to disappear if I, if I could do that too. I, I would do the same things that he does, but maybe I'm autistic. Okay, know. so let's play some fun games. I mean, just Maybe at least one. Who's your favorite member of the Justice League in this film? In this film? Uh, well, I mean, Batman's my favorite We didn't character. finish talking about the costumes, by the way. Probably the worst Batman costume since Bat Nipples, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't god-awful. 
Did Batman feel really slow in this movie? Was I the only Batman one that felt, felt useless that way? in this movie? Like, he did. They kept. I actually take a lot of issue to how useless he felt. Like he's like battling two parademons while they're fighting Steppenwolf and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Batman, kill the bugs. We're busy. You know. He like did a pretty sweet roll and threw a electric thing at one, and, yeah. then, and then he gets but his it's, ass. It's kicked. like hard for him to kill the parademons, and yeah. they're all fighting Steppenwolf. Yeah. And then once Superman comes, he's like, ha ha, Steppen bitch. You oh my know? god! I love how this movie is. A essentially five characters coming to terms with that they can't do anything without Superman and he shows up and like oh thank god Superman's back I know. good <laughs> and he just beats uh, Steppenwolf within an inch of his life like within two minutes this guy still bothering you well, and that was <laughs> the whole, that was the whole thing like Steppenwolf came back is the plot because there are no Kryptonians to stop me yeah and then when Superman comes back, he's like, Kryptonian! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you know? Which, you know, it's weird because isn't Superman the first one to come to Earth? Uh, think Technically, Supergirl comes. I was say, Supergirl shows up she be, She's before Kal-El? Oh, yeah. no, no, wait, no. She She's older than him, but she comes later because her oh, ship arrives late. Oh, that's right. Late. She got that's knocked away. Yeah. That's, that's but right. Supergirl's a young girl, right? Right, but yes. technically... It's weird. So when they leave Krypton, she's like a teenager and he's a baby, but their uh-huh. ships get messed up in space. So he lands earlier and she's stuck in stasis, floating around space for a lot longer. And they age faster so, on Earth. Well, yeah, because she's stuck in stasis, so she can't age. So when she lands, he's like a middle-aged man, but she's still a teenager. Uh, so she's technically So that could be his older. mom? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a whole episode with you guys just instructing me on DC canon. So wait, <laughs> okay. Anyway, favorite DC character, uh, super uh, fucking justice guy, Andy. Uh, Flash. <laughs> the Flash. Uh, right. I should have called that. Yeah. Um, he had the best lines by far. He was funny. I loved Ezra Miller as that character. He really surprised me. I didn't think I was going to like him at all, and I was wrong. Okay. Um, but I, I, I was most intrigued by Cyborg. That's who I wanted to see more of. Hmm. Stu. Uh, same as Andy. Flash is my favorite fucking Justice guy. Justice guy. I know. <laughs> I just like total obvious Marvel fan. Like, Justice guy. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I yeah. just love, I think Gal Gadot uh, did not have enough time to shine with this particular script Agreed. in comparison to the Wonder Woman film itself, which Steve didn't really like that much, I guess. I was getting that sense. Uh, yeah. Hot take. I thought she phoned it in in this movie. No, well, I mean the Wonder Woman film. Oh, no, I love Wonder Woman. The film, yeah, I like it. did? Okay. Yeah, I, I just it. got the impression earlier that you hadn't no, liked I, any of the movies. No, I, I previously made fun of uh, made fun of one specific line. Like, I, I, I really love the movie, but there's one line in the movie that it's the end where she, um, she, she tells Ares, where she's like, I believe in the power of love. And he yeah. goes, and then his response is, then I will destroy you. <laughs> 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 the most com- comic booky thing ever. I, sometimes I base my opinions on films on instinct rather than any logic. And Wonder Woman is one such case where... Mm-hmm. There's a moment where she climbs out of a trench uh, in the field of battle and like decides to actually fight and everybody else doesn't know what she can do yet. So they're like, don't go, don't go. Lady, no. (laughs) There's a lot of bullets, you know. Uh, I just started weeping and I couldn't explain why even upon reflection. 
but that did it for me. Like I was like, apparently I love this movie. You know what I mean? It's almost like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Like apparently I love this movie. Right. I'm crying, no, which happens to me during corny commercials sometimes. So, and you know, there's nothing that gets me more like six to midnight than Wonder Woman's theme song. That that just, I know. Oh my god! I like, listen yes. to that in my car all the time, which is the hallmark of a great uh, theme song. Um, yeah, I, they don't have that for Aquaman yet at all. Cyborgs. I don't know what his is going to be. Come I feel like together. <laughs> that's all we got for him. No, I feel like Cyborg's theme song will be like how the Autobots talk and Michael Bay Universe Transformers. <laughs> You know, like, like this. That one. That would be his theme song. But like dubstepy. Yeah, it's going to be like a, a Trent Reznor song for yes. sure. It's going to be sweet. For a second, uh, I thought I you want meant. want to fuck you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So now typically on streaming things, we would move into a segment where we pick our top three favorite moments of whatever episode about which we're talking. Uh, but we'll do that for the entire film right now. Top three right now. favorite moments of Justice League starting off with Steve slash Stu all my top three favorite moments are verses so it's so and so versus so and so Mm -hmm. and this number three is Wonder Woman versus Bruce Bolton Um, what he was the bank robber guy Mm. Uh, no he wanted to like blur like a terrorist or something yeah but wasn't weren't they in a bank or something something. I don't know Eh. it's Eh. debatable (laughs) they went somewhere that was really high security just to set off a bomb there was a lot of marble um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> there were mm-hmm. civilians there but yeah they, they come up they're gonna blow up a bomb and then she's doing this that moment where she just like powers through the door like where she breaks in the, uh, the effect they used for that was the first time in a long time like wow that's a super powered being like, yeah. just like whoom and like the doors like explode and you see like dust flying in front of her I remember immediately feeling like she was way more powerful than in the Wonder Woman movie yeah cause now like, she's, she's like she's been training you know she's like she actually like, has could she fly in the last one I don't remember if I she don't could. think so. She's like, she could jump really jump far. so far that she flies, but she can... No, she can't fly, can she? Did, I don't she think she so, jumped no. super high and threw it. Yeah! Uh, like, yeah. she got strong thighs. The thing that impressed me was that she, like, runs across 30 or 40 people and deflects all 40 or 50 bullets with yeah. her one arm. I'm I like, oh, like, like, why that, do we need Flash? <laughs> exactly. I felt like that was very flashy. And also, like, they, they're, they're really kind of, like, playing with her character that she's just as good as Superman. She's just... Shy? <laughs> like she doesn't want I don't know, they like they made this point where like you could be just as good as he is, but you just hide for some reason. And this is bad Ben Affleck talking. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but but uh, and I mean I guess that's where they're going is I always thought that she was basically just as good as Superman, but I don't know. But a woman. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, like in the 50s, like, well, Wonder Woman can't beat Superman. Right. <laughs> She's got a vagina. Right. She doesn't um, have the balls. Right. Literally. Um, but in this day and age, like, I I mean, I like Wonder Woman a lot more than I like Absolutely. Superman. So. <laughs> Shit's all over him. Fuck yeah. Like, I want to see your take. Andy, you were number three. Uh, my number three would be the sequence uh, where the Amazonians are trying to get the cube away from Steppenwolf. And like, they are just so outmatched, like... They are setting up all these elaborate things just to, like, be able to ride the horses a couple hundred yards further, and he can just, like, 
take a leap and catch up with them and it was just this really neat sequence where like the the um what is one of the queen's name hippolita hippolita hippo if you're friends hippolita kind of <laughs> just fucks over like three quarters of her army yeah. like everybody that's in that little pyramid thing she's just like i got the box shut the door <laughs> it's like, did yeah. you get really sad when the two ladies got squished and yeah. they were holding the door they were oh, like they hoed, squished. They were hoedoring it. Well, I mean, they were holding it, and what? then she slid under, and it was th- just closed. I, I thought they like scooted in, but they like trapped themselves. Either way, they're so yeah, dead. they're fucked. Either way, <laughs> so yeah, I like to feel like they're squished. I, I I had that moment where I'm like, what the hell, Hippolyta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Shit. it was just really neat. Like um, the, at one point, like a girl lassos the box and like t- ties it to yeah. an arrow, and then shoots that arrow up to the other people on the horse, and it's like. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, that end sequence in Rogue One. Uh, spoilers for Rogue One, guys, uh, where uh, Darth Vader shows up and oh, like yeah. they are just so outmatched, and all these rebels are getting fucking cut down they're left and right, the and along. they're trying to get the plans through the door. Like, take it, take it. See now. The plans got away in that one, and this one they were just super outmatched. And Steppenwolf gets his little box and takes off. But just the sequence of running across that field, fleeing their acrobatics and stuff were great. It kind of reminded me of like Legolas, which you know was Mm -hmm. kind of fresh at that time when CG was fairly new, and just the just incredible things that you know his uh, agility. You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt with the Amazonians. It's like, oh shit, they just lassoed that at high speed onto another (laughs) horse with a (laughs) backflip. Still not enough. Okay. It was uh, just cool because I just I'm fresh off seeing Wonder Woman for the first time. So I was happy to see the Amazonians again. Mm. And uh, it was crazy to see them so outmatched. Spoiler for Wonder Woman. I think they would have protected the box if Robin Robin Wright Penn was still alive. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) She was my favorite part of Wonder Woman. I think she's credited on IMDb. So she may have had like uh, like when they cut to the the past and Mm -hmm. showed the flashback of them fighting the Steppenwolf 5,000 years ago. Oh, the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Lord of the Rings rip off. No, even like Fellowship style, like just cut straight back. I expected to see the last stand battle with Hugo weaving and shit there, you know? Um, But yeah, that I think maybe she was supposed to have a scene there um, that was cut out, but she's credited there. But I agree. Robin Wright would have done way better job. What's your number three? Shell. My number three is when Aquaman accidentally sits on the lasso of truth <laughs> uh, and becomes a very sincere character. Andy talked about it earlier. Um, his crush on Wonder Woman becomes very uh, prevalent and his own fear because he's a very, you know, a man who's full of bravado typically and mm-hmm. he starts to admit his fears and then realizes at the last second that it's not for any real reason that he's conveying these things. I love how he only threatens Flash not to tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> like every like Batman, you're cool. Wonder Woman, Cyborg, you guys can do whatever you want. But Flash, I swear to God, <laughs> we didn't talk about uh, the meta stuff a lot either. Um, specifically, Aquaman making fun of Batman a lot about dressing like a bat, mm-hmm. which I just feel like it's a total. I don't know much about Aquaman, but it, it doesn't fit my idea of that character at all. For him, the one to be the one that's like what dressing like a bat. Seriously, it's pretty. Pretty corny. Really? Oh. Orange and green fucking tights? <laughs> like, that's your right, outfit. Right. You, know? like, you look super lame, dude. Have you ever seen? <laughs> Jason Momoa isn't playing Aquaman. He's playing Aqua Bro. Aqua yeah. Bro. He's different. This is not Aquaman. Whatsoever. Might be. You didn't mean to derail. Steve, you're number two. Oh, my number two is The Flash versus Breakfast. Or, I'm sorry, Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash versus Brunch. Okay. I just, I really loved his 
minute long diatribe about what is brunch and it would like keep cutting to Ben Affleck who's just kind of like alright uh, is this going to end oh, it's not he's still going oh good and then they did a callback to it at the at the end when he's racing Superman Superman goes uh, well if I beat you uh, if you win, we'll take you to brunch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's a little blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm stung by that. Uh, let's see. So my number two would be the uh, introduction of Cyborg. Um, when uh, Silas uh, goes home, and uh, it, this is right after the janitor has uh, said that uh, he's really sorry for what happened to his son, so he was like a football star or something. <laughs> like that. What? I just, I got so, I actually spoke out loud in the theater. Like, he's mopping a grate. <laughs> there's this scene when it introduces the janitor and he's fucking slopping water on a steel grate. Which, I don't know if you know this, listeners, you don't mop those. I mean, he could spray it. I don't know what's down there. He's totally just milking the clock. Like, that's all, that guy is a piece of shit. Just like, I'm cleaning here because I'm a janitor. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> All good. Um, so uh, after uh, the, uh, let's say, uh, lower intelligence janitor says he's really sorry about uh, what happened to uh, Victor, um, Silas goes home and we see that he's there. And it, I love how they shot this to where uh, he's walking around with the hoodie on and you don't see him, but you can see like his light reflected mm-hmm. like in the various appliances as he like walks around the kitchen and we get this like real uh frankenstein's monster thing going on and uh he starts talking about like how much he's changing and like he start he like makes himself levitate in front of his dad he's like i couldn't do that last night like it was just a really cool introduction to a character that i want to see his movie i, I would have wanted that way more than i wanted this and didn't get it but maybe we'll get some uh retro uh retcon so we can uh make up for the lack of characterization for yeah, what I, I think is an awesome character. If this movie will be better five years from now when we can look back on it having seen more stories where we care about mm. these characters more. That's an interesting take, yeah. That's good. I want to see, I would like, I'd be interested to see if that actually ends up happening. That'd be, that's optimistic, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, my number two uh, is when Barry Allen meets Bruce Wayne, uh, which is all Ezra Miller. It's nothing that Ben Affleck is doing, except uh, there's a line at the end where Ben Affleck's inherent douchiness actually helps the character uh, when he's like, what is your superpower, by the way? He's like, I'm rich. (laughs) And, you know, as a Batman fan, and that pretty much is his power. Right. like, he just buys shit. Uh, It's like, that. And and it's kind of, if you want to put way more credit on top of this film than it deserves and call that a sort of pseudo-commentary on society and like white saviors and stuff like that, which I'm not going to go that far because I know they didn't go there, but they could have. uh, And that would have been even better. But, you know, just that whole interaction where Barry's just this kid who's just like, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, can we fucking hang out with Batman? I don't care. That's awesome. (laughs) Fuck yeah. You know um, what? You could have led with Batman and I wouldn't have been weirded out at all. Um, It's just cool. Ezra Miller plays it great. And Ben Affleck plays this like straight man. Mm-hmm. Um, when he does it to good effect at times and this is the scene where I think where it works best so I'm going to call that my number two <laughs> moment he comes out with the pizza he's like I just I burn so many calories because I'm so fast it's like, I, I'm just snacking all the time I'm like a black hole I'm like a snack hole yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> you were very charmed by Ezra Miller I very much was yes uh, Steve uh, my number one is uh, Superman versus everybody <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. So a little bit of background. 
I'm not a huge Superman fan. Um, like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Chris, I, I, well, actually you might've mentioned this off air. I'm not, I can't remember, but you said that Superman's like overpowered and there's not a lot of stakes in him. And I agree. So it's, it's hard to get behind him when it's like, well, you can just fucking just kill everybody. We're just looking at him. Yeah. Fuck Superman. Um, so, but I mean, his only flaws that he's kind of dumb. So he's like gullible. Yeah. <laughs> that's his only He's flaw. like the hot jock dude in high school. Like that's super, but like the nice one. Yeah. That's Superman. You're right. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, Injustice games. Um, I'm not. In that, in the game's universe, Superman is the villain. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he, and it makes him a thousand times more enjoyable because he's a tragic villain where he was, he was the good guy that we all know. But he's kind of tricked into spoiler for the first Injustice game. Uh, he's kind of tricked into killing Lois Lane and blowing up Metropolis at the same time mm-hmm. by the Joker, and that kind of breaks him. Where he's like, "All right, fuck this. I'm tired of like s- saving the world and like locking guys in prison because they just break out and cause more shit." So he just starts to take over the world essentially, and it's under like authoritarian rule by Superman. Mm-hmm. And that makes some of the superheroes side with Batman, who's leading the resistance against Superman, and, and you know, some of them side with Superman. But That's anyway, awesome. He makes a much more compelling villain. Mm-hmm. He's way more interesting because he's like tragic, and you kind of feel bad for him, but he's also being a dick. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in in this moment where he wakes up and he's confused, and he doesn't know who he is, and it, 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 I felt shades of that, where it's like it's this good character that everyone has to like kind of you know, pounce on to get subdue him. So he doesn't destroy everything essentially. And there's a lot of fun moments where he's like headbutt and wonder woman. They're having like a headbutt competition. And then my favorite part is when he's got like uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Cyborg. He's like holding him up at the same time, and then the Flash is like, "Oh, I'll flash in all speedy, fast, like, yeah. and get the drop on him." And as he's like running up to him, Superman like looks at him, and in real time, and Flash has that. Oh shit! He <laughs> <laughs> can totally see me. <laughs> and, it be, and, it, and then that starts this like super fast, you know, sequence where he's trying to beat the shit out of Flash, and Flash is just trying to get away from him. And he's barely faster than Superman, basically. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it ends with um, him uncharacteristically like holding up uh, Batman and going, do you bleed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was a the line from BDS, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's his memories bleed. coming back to him that the, he had an yeah, altercation. The entire theater burst out laughing like joyfully when that happened. Mm-hmm. Do you bleed? Oh man, I thought that was so fucking dope. That's my number one. Also, um, me too. Just, I'll just spoil it. Fuck it. Just <laughs> clear winner of the movie. Superman Wrecking House is uh, uh, the best way that I can put it. Like none, all three of them combined. And I, I kind of loved. It. it was a little clunky, but like um, Aquaman, Cyborg, and Wonder Woman, like all running up, like trying to hold Superman off. And then the you know Barry Allen going all Flash. Just the when uh, Superman turned his eyes at him, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was almost like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barry Allen's face, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's totally not used to that, you know, right. and it did such a great job. That's what I talked. I alluded to earlier, the meta moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to cut it out because it was a spoiler. Uh, it's how much of that's going to be cut out, rather. But. It's so meta of like how overpowered Superman is. Mm-hmm. And then so we see that reflected in like everyone trying to fight him. And then Barry Allen's the fastest creature in the universe. Mm-hmm. And- not used to that at all, and then Superman's just like, "What are you doing?" You know, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, what's hey, what's going on over here?" <laughs> but it was the only time I could remember having that like Batman feeling about Superman. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whenever Batman like ropes up some fucking 
thief who's not from Gotham and doesn't know what he's fucking with. And he's like, you know, swear to me. You know, he's like, you better swear to him. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I have felt that way about Superman. Like, I was like, oh, he fucked up, Flash. Yeah. He's, he's fast, too. And I, you know, I usually could care less about Superman. So it was a good feeling. And I think Steve had uh, explained to me why I felt that way. He's a much more compelling villain is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to just either play the Injustice story campaign or just watch the cutscenes of it mm-hmm. on YouTube, it's a really good, interesting story. I take on the characters. Much rather play it for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Twitch guy. Uh, I didn't <laughs> even know that there was like a story to the yeah, fighting it's, game. It's That's cool. cool. Yeah. The story, it's. For a fighting game, like even not even for a fighting game, the storylines in the Injustice games are really, really solid. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know why I've never played it before. I just, uh, mm-hmm. I know why. It's because fighting games I usually suck at and I get beat up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that does it. That's our Justice League coverage. Um, we should have probably picked a film that we're all very passionate about. Right. But I wanted to just kick it off with what I know we were all going to be viewing this weekend. Um, For new listeners, if there are any, uh, Andy, Steve, and I all have backgrounds in filmmaking. Um, Andy and I write about films and and politics on a site called idagaff.com. Steve makes films at stevemayfilms.com. So we have a lot of background to bring into these conversations. We absolutely love film. And um, we have a lot to offer, I feel like, in these conversations when they are films that we very much enjoy and respect. We can do a lot deeper dives. If you saw our Stranger Things coverage, you know that. Uh, But I don't want the DC fans coming in out of nowhere like, fuck these guys. (laughs) Superman's the shit, bro. Uh, That may be true, sir. That's fine. Uh, Before you say anything, DC guys, I I love the CW shows. So don't uh, don't hit me that much. I, I like Batman. I like I like Batman. So who doesn't? Terrorists, communists. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> fascists. Um, was there any reason for this to take place in Russia? Okay, we're done. We're done. Um, <laughs> it was so weird to have that track that fucking Russian family randomly throughout the. I was like, what is, what's going on? Every time I'd like, I feel like every time I looked down at my popcorn bag, I looked up and it was the Russian family, and like I had this weird like, did I walk into the wrong movie? I would actually really enjoy. A 90 minute feature of just that family's descent into madness. <laughs> there are bugs outside. Where are there bugs? They're really, really big. Board windows. No, but I, I feel like because spray. they're Russians, they're just like, fuck it. We fight the bugs now. You fuck with Russia. Break out the vodka. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if anyone can handle it, it's Russians for we sure. Are pussy bugs. <laughs> I'll fuck your. Oh, never mind. Forex. <laughs> I'm sorry. I lost all my yeah, bug anatomy knowledge and just bailed on it. And I feel like those children... Okay, first of all, Russians are assholes. Why did those children get put in the bed of the truck? (laughs) There was plenty of room in the cab of that truck. What the fuck? And the bugs fly. You have not earned the right to be in the truck. I know. The children are expendable. We make more. in the back. (laughs) What the fuck? And then the flash would have snapped all of their necks. You know, they don't, he pushed no, it. no knowledge of how physics works. He's like, hold on to the tailgate. I'm like, no. Are you going to go slow? And he's like, Pew. And I'm like, okay, they're dead. Yeah. That car would have been destroyed too. Yeah. What the fuck? And then Superman's carrying an entire apartment building. That somehow doesn't crumble. It's Russian architecture. Those things don't, aren't built to last. Full of dead people. Like they're all squished against walls. I tried. I want to know how that planned out because they're like, he, uh, Superman has that moment where he's like, 
civilians due west and he'd like just fly yeah. off <laughs> and then he just has a giant building that can't be all of them <laughs> all of them didn't just collect like hey guys let us go into building and just hide out <laughs> over there hopefully superman will come and save us yeah no 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 <laughs> It was East, by the way, which I think was the funniest line from Ezra Miller, where oh. he's running. He's like super fast running. He's like, shit, I hope this is East. <laughs> you just picture him going completely the wrong direction. Uh, I love that moment. So, definitely some comedy. They had a good time. Uh, Joss Whedon helped a lot, but we'll never know how much. Uh, we are praying for Zack Snyder's family, hoping that he returns to do something other than DC films. because yes, We would please. love to watch those. And stay tuned for our Punisher coverage. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of snippets. I think, you know, three episodes at a time. Blaze through the Punisher and try to find something to dive super deep. I like to call it the streaming thing's balls deep coverage. Goddamn right. Is that, <laughs> is that inappropriate? No. I, I, I require that Andy retorts that every time. I think we should call You're it. Goddamn right. We're going balls deep. <laughs> when we, we could, we're going to you know, dip our toe in. That's horrible imagery now. Um, <laughs> so we do shallow coverage. We do overall thoughts. That's foreplay. And then we slip into our balls deep coverage. And then we pull out for our favorite moments and finish. Am I, am I supposed to be turned on right now? <laughs> I think it's done deal. Right into streamingthingspod at gmail.com with your ideas of what we should review next. Uh, please take a moment to uh, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We've got a ton of great reviews recently, but not near enough to help us move up the ranks. Hello, please. It is me from Russian guy from family. We, I favorite show streaming things. Number one podcast in existence. You help it so that I, Joe America over here in Russia, can. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Got to write out the script next time. Uh, that's all we got for this quasi weekly segment. My name is Chris. I'm Andy, and I'm Steve. And this was streaming things. Streaming things. Streaming This is what I want you guys to hear in honor of the silly name of the villain of uh, Justice League. Is this Steppenwolf song? <laughs> Gross. Can we just use this as the intro for this episode? <laughs> I swear to God, I wanted them to play this so bad at some point during that movie. He's like swinging his axe at Amazon ladies. <laughs> Having such a good old time. So we're going to totally use that, right? <laughs>